you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. What's up, everybody? I'm sitting here with four national Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award winners, and this podcast has been so good, we're going to continue it. Listen in. Here's what I want to transition <laughs> to. How do you get to the point as a man to say, I need a mentor. Because a mentor, I've heard wise men say, the mentor shows up when the pupil is ready. So mm -hmm. how did you know? Uh, when, do, when do you know you need a mentor? Jason? I think for everybody it's different, but you know, we all need one, yeah. right? whether we admit it or not. It's just at what point are you going to admit that you need it you know, and swallow your pride? For me, it was easy because, I, like I said, I was lost and didn't know. You know, I had so many empty, empty feelings, empty nights. Um, you know, just laying in bed wondering, like, what is, what is life? Like, what, what, what am I, where am I going to go from here? Like, where? When you I get would have high, these thoughts. Yeah, all the time, all the time. Did anyone know? know um, I didn't have anybody to share with, really. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't talk to my mom, but I've always been an introvert in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly personally. So, but there would, you know, there would be people I'd talk to occasionally. You know, a guy talked about Mr. Ekus. Mm -hmm. But we all need those mentors. Right. And, you know, like Warwick and, and Derek were alluding to or, or touched on a little bit, but the negative stuff, that's what shaped me in a lot of ways is the negative stuff. You know, it drove me, really. And that, I always tell people I'm not afraid to fail. 
I will, I will bite off more than I can chew, and I'll, and I'll attempt it. I'm not afraid to fail. Like I, you know, I hate losing more than I love winning, but I'm not afraid to fail. Right. The only thing I'm afraid to fail at is the one thing that had me so messed up in my life for a long time, and that's being a dad. Hmm. Like if I fail at being a dad, wow. just, just take me off the earth. Everything else, if I lose a game, if I get involved in a business that fails, whatever, it's life lesson, you move on. But the only thing I will never fail at in this life, and I say with the utmost confidence and, and cockiness and arrogance, I will not fail at being a dad. Wow. That's, that is the only freaking thing on this planet that matters to me. Yeah. Because I had so many nights where I lay in bed and I would cry and think about, like, where's my dad? Why don't I have a dad? You know, I'd see, I'd see kids in high school and college that, that their dads would be at the game. And I used to get teary-eyed seeing teammates or friends that you know, their dad would come up and put their arm around them and hug them, and they'd hug their dad. Wow. I remember my, my high school quarterback and my college quarterback, too, who I just saw a few months ago. He would see his dad. He, he would always kiss his dad in the cheek, and his dad would always kiss him on the cheek or in the head. And I would like, I would get chills. I'm like, damn. Like, wow. how do you have that relationship with somebody? Like, I, I just, that was so foreign to me. But I have a 15-year-old now. And I kiss him on the head all the time, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. And a matter of fact, true story, like three or four days ago, we're at a restaurant and he, you know, it's my 15 year old son. I have a 15 year old, 13 year old, and a 12 year old, two boys and a girl. We're at a restaurant and people were coming up in a restaurant and, you know, asking for pictures and autographs and saying hello, whatever, waving. My 15 year old, you know, and this is, Kids start to feel themselves at sure. 15, think they're cool, especially him. He thinks he hung, you know, he's, he's the best thing since sliced cheese. But, you know, works at it, but he's, you know, he's feeling himself a little bit. He gets done eating, and, you know, we're in a big round booth. He, get, he got up. He was on the opposite end of the booth. He got up and came over and, and went to sit down. So I scooted over so he could sit down next to me because he's, you know, we're very close. And he's like, no, he stopped, pulled my leg over and sat on my lap and leaned in my chest. 15-year-old kid, wow. freshman wow. in high school. Wow. Yeah, and he lays awesome. his head, and this is in front of everybody in the restaurant. Sure. Wow. That's and, awesome, man. And my, my other son, my 13-year-old, who's a little more you know, reserved or whatever, he tells my daughter to scoot over who is sitting next to me right. because now he wants to sit next to me. So like, they fight for the time. And I'm sitting there, <laughs> wow. and I kiss them both on the head, and I, I promise to God we were sitting in Jay Alexander's in Plantation, Florida, and they didn't see it, but I sat back and cried. Wow. in that restaurant, because wow. that's what I live for. Wow. So, that, so those negative things we talked about earlier, right. that shaped me to be the only thing that matters on this planet is my three kids being a dad. Wow. Thank and you, Jason, for... When I, when I die, they could take away the Hall of Fame, they could take away all the records, they could take away all that stuff. But as long as my kids bury me and say, that dude right there was the you-know-what, right. was the best, I'm wow. good. Yeah. That's Thank you for sharing that, yeah. man. Man. <laughs> You're getting ready to get us crying. Yeah. crying now. Yeah. I'm trying to drink some water. <laughs> Subject change. That's powerful. You know, the, I want to transition into something. Um, community. What about in the community in terms of how do we impact our community when they come down to mentors? You know, when you guys were talking about the community, both of you guys said either use the word village or community raising kids. That's probably something we as legends and maybe even the league could start encouraging again. How would we encourage players, legends today, in the community to uh, be mentors now, to give back what they've been given, Ladanian? Well, I think when you really think about 
your life experiences and, and like where we are now, we're older men and retired. And when we think about what shaped us, a lot of it obviously is the community. But I think you have to tap into how that was done. Like what were the things that helped inspire you about the community? What were the things that helped you, you know, say, man, I want to go further than anyone has ever gone. I want to be the first graduate in my family. What made you want to do that? And I think a lot of times, I tell guys this all the time, guys, if you don't care about your community, don't expect anyone else to care about it. Because we are raising those kids. I think about coaching my son's flag football team, and a lot of those kids are from my community. And you start to really just care about how they're being raised and, and, and seeing a kid coming you know, who doesn't have a father, but his mother brings him to practice all the time. And so taking upon myself to dig a little deeper into that kid and put my arms around and say, hey, son, where, where you go to school at? Like, what do you like to do? You know, just sure. taking the time to just get to know these kids because they are in our community. And so I, I think, you know, we have to encourage guys to just simply care about their community. Think about those kids in the community and how we want to affect their lives because we're going to be older men one day right and we want those kids to come back and say you know what i remember you know jt you know when i was a young football player he poured into me and he really changed my life derek i want to come to you because we have the millennial generation we have the younger players you know, Jason, all the guys, they got the kids that say, man, these kids are different. They don't love the game like we used to. Yeah. You're not an old stogie, right? <laughs> Derek, how do you connect and mentor uh, some of the, the younger generation, the younger mm -hmm. players today? Uh, I think the first thing that these young players realize is, as LaDainia said, is one, I care. And it's authentic. I don't judge. I only care. And I take the time to meet them where they're at. I don't try to compare them as when we played. I try to connect with them in the game where they're at now. And each player has their own connection point. And I invest the time to spend that connection point just to realize it is a piece of us that's old and the old school part of it still in these kids. We just got to find a way to get to it, whether it's through a Madden whether it's through texting, whether it's through FaceTiming, whether it's through all the technology tricks that they have now, social media, I find the connection points to get them to really see what they care about. And some, some conversations are harder than others. Mm -hmm. And what they've come to realize is all these players know is I'm not gonna give up. If it takes me 20 texts to get to you, I'm mm -hmm. gonna text you 20 times. Wow the same text and end it with, I care. And they sometimes want you to prove yourself to them. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's sort of sad, but to me it don't matter because I see the bigger picture. It's like you got to come in there with your resume, hey, this is who I am. Where most people would think these kids should know who we are. Right. Hmm. No, I, you know, I'll tell you, ask me a question, I'll tell you who I am. Gotcha. And by the time we get through the conversation, they see I've, I've humbled myself, mm -hmm. where I've seen other players in our position feel the young kids need to humble themselves gotcha. uh, to us. And they do have a point when they get to that. Mm -hmm. 
But I think I've earned their respect in the fact that they see I'll go however long they want me to go to meet them where they're at. Because at the end of the day, I want them to understand that they are a gatekeeper of this game. And this game is so much bigger than the white lines and the green grass that they play in. Wow. And it's a tough conversation for some because some of it is very real talk and mm -hmm. real issues that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's last year and the stance that they wanted to take with our national anthem, as you know, as you've had some of the same tough conversations, right. to asking them about their own team, their own hometown. You know, how do you deal with family that want to support your mission and you don't want to support theirs? At times I find myself wanting them to care as much as I do, but I got to understand that they don't. And maybe it's not that one player caring as much, but maybe it's 10 players caring at 10% versus one player caring at 100. So I just try to connect with them like that and is, and that's how I say the simple thing is that I don't judge them, I just try to connect with them. And the ones that I miss on, I pray to God that somebody else grabbed the baton and could reach that player that I wasn't able to. All right. You know, thank you, Derek. It's, uh, it's a key point. And what I'm thinking about now is the legends. We've already, with the league office, connected to over 6,000 legends, over 6,000. And what I'm thinking now is, what could we say that would get a legend ignited? Because you have some legends who are kind of bitter. It didn't go so well. A lot of us had pretty good careers. What about the guy who maybe didn't take advantage of what I call a Kairos moment? And they lost, they're out the league now. Something got them distracted or they didn't get a mentor. So they also have some negative experience they can now share and mentor a younger player. Is there somebody or something you would speak to that legend? Let's just talk about for you, Jason. Encourage that legend to be a good father. How about that? Wow, I mean, that's... It's probably an easy one for me to talk about because I have such a passion for it, mm. but um, as I said earlier, there's no greater job, there's no better honor, there's no greater blessing in the world than, than having the child and being a father. And it's our job and, and really my privilege to be able to help, that, help my kids grow. And I think for every father, it's, you know, there's a tremendous amount of responsibility that goes along with, with being a father, bringing someone in this world. and. We have an obligation to try to raise them right and, and to, to help them not make the mistakes we made. Mm -hmm. You know, now with teenage boys, I realize they're, they're going to make mistakes. <laughs> I, I've been a 15-year-old kid, too. You know, you're going to make mistakes, but you right. learn from those. You know, the, the, the crime, I think, is, is allowing a kid to make a mistake and then no one being there to kind of help him out a little bit. No one, no one being there to pick him back up, mm -hmm. dust him off and say, yeah, you did that. Here's why it, here's why it happened that way. Now move forward. Mm -hmm. Listen, just because we made mistakes in life or we had a failure in life or, or we lost a situation in life or whatever, if it's a, you know, you played two years in a career, that's two, that's two more years than 99% right. than of, the, of the population. Use those two years to improve somebody else's life. Wow. You know, you, you use those two years to make an impact on somebody else. And, you know, it goes, it goes in sports and it goes in the community, you know, and, and at home. It's, they're all intertwined. Right. You know, and one, one thing I always say is, you know, I coach high school football now, and, you know, I've said it in the staff meeting several times. You know, I've got guys that coach with me that are former NFL players, and, you know, kids are going to look at a former player and be like, this guy made it to the, to the level I want to get to. Right. But there's still going to be a wall there. Just because we, we were on that platform, on that stage before, does not mean 
all doors are open and all ears are open. Gotcha. The doors may open, but the ears will still be closed. And I always say, Derek kept talking about it, I always say to them, they don't, they don't care what you know until they know that you care. Wow. When they realize that you care, they're sponges. So care, reach out and care. It, it, it takes, I mean, it's a, it's a really cool thing we get to do. Like right. we walk around, you know, through an airport or the grocery store, I don't right. go to grocery stores, but wherever, you, you, anywhere you go, you know, it takes 10 seconds to give a kid, you know, a kid sees you and gets wide eyed. It takes 10 seconds to give him a high five and mess up his hair. And then you just watch him light up. Wow. You know, it takes, it might take one minute in the airport or maybe it's 10 minutes on a flight where the guy's sitting next to you, you don't really feel like talking, but he sits down and wants to talk. It takes five or 10 minutes and all of a sudden, that's a connection. You made a connection right. with him. You've impacted his life. And who knows what, like Warwick said, a, a community of people that, that come in and out of your life for, right. you know, for a period of time. That, that guy may come into your life in a, in a community, you know, community service kind of way, in a business way, in some, some kind of way. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe I have a teammate that's dealing with something and this guy happens. Maybe I had a teammate looking for a car. This guy happens to own a car dealership. And then you make that connection. It's, right. it's about helping people cross that bridge, and I, I use that a lot because I grew up in a city that's got a lot of bridges right. in Pittsburgh. It helped help somebody else cross that bridge to get out because somehow, some way, somebody took me to a bridge and pushed me across it, and I got out. Wow! And then the world became a whole new place to me. Wow! Thank you, Jason. You know, Dave, I, I, with you, I'm thinking about twelve. I think you said twelve years old. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emmett. Yeah, twelve years old. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. How important is it for that legend when you just, obviously he's renowned, we got that part, but just as Jason said, it's not about being renowned. One of the reasons why we term them legend is because it wasn't the amount of years, is if you play in the National Football League, you are the hero in your community. Mm -hmm. no, matter, no matter how many years or how many training camps you got, there's some kid that wants to at least get a shot and will cut off an arm. So for you, how would you encourage the legend now? How would you get, encourage them to get involved as, in terms of mentorship? And now I'm talking about to just some of those little young athletes that are around them. I, you know, there's an there's a obligation that we have. Um, Talk you know, about that obligation. Yeah, the obligation that we have, you know, to, to give back and to impact someone and to help you know, the younger generation or that young kid on their journey. You know, and, and you know, I think about this, like how do you, you get that obligation? Like how do you, you know, feel it in your spirit and, and be motivated by the obligation you have? And, and I think it, it simply, it's getting out in the community because I've done a lot of community work around this country. Mm -hmm. And getting out in the community and seeing different people in different walks of life who are struggling and, and, and but but still have love in their heart and just trying to get by. How can I not help this person? There are so many people like that in this country that are like that. And so I think that's how you 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 build the obligation within us to do that. Mm -hmm. And like we say, you know, I, I think it's it's real sad that a lot of us who have made it to the National Football League don't don't give back in our community because the percentage what we talked about right. less than one percent right. percentage why would i see a kid climbing the mountain that i've climbed before and i know how hard it is to do and i sit idle on the sideline when this watching this kid struggle up this mountain 
knowing he's trying his hardest to get there and he's doing everything he can to get there. Why wouldn't I want to help this kid? You know, mm -hmm. he's someone just trying to do it the right way. And we talk about the right way. What is that? Staying focused on your task, staying focused on your craft, you know, staying focused on the things that it takes to get to that next level. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's the obligation we have. And again, I always say this, Charles Barkley said, we are not role models. Mm. Charles is wrong. Right. We are role models because there's some kid way across the country that has been waiting to meet me and I haven't met him yet. Right. But guess what? I can't wait to meet him. Wow. The part I want to get to you with you to close out, uh, Warwick, is, man, you give away these houses. And it goes back to, and we didn't hit enough of this part, with our current players, with the kneeling down and now the league partnering with the Players Coalition and dedicating a certain amount of revenue in order to change our communities. That's social activism. It's also justice reform, judicial uh, reform. But the other part when I see, okay, once we do get together, how can we really impact the community, right? It's one thing, oh, we're kneeling down, but when you now get up and you say, okay, what's ailing our community? And what are some things where we can intentionally do to change it? You've been doing, giving these houses away. I even heard that, uh, I think, Deshaun Watson's family yeah. lived in one of the homes. Yeah. Uh, could you talk about that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the Homes for Holidays program has been around now going on 20 years. So we're celebrating 20, 20 years, years, right, since I started this program in 1997. What? Yeah. Why did you start this program? Well, I started it because my mom, her dream was to own her own home and she never had that opportunity. So uh, being challenged by Coach Dungey at that time, my rookie year, it's just like, if you're gonna live in this community, you wanna be a part of this community. And you know, I thought about my mom and her dream of home ownership. So it's like, hey, let's just try to help a family you know, this year and, and see how it goes. And we did three homes that first year. And what the program is, is that we give $5,000 down payment and we fully furnish the homes with food, furniture, linens, garden tools, TVs, all the way down to the toothbrush, right? Mm -hmm. So we've, uh, we did three homes that first year and I can tell you, I went home that night, went back home and I was just like, well, that was pretty cool what I did. But then when you watch the news, it's like, oh my God, how emotional, you know, it's like, oh my, I just, I just changed someone's life. And when I, when I felt that, just watching that clip, and I was in the moment, the lady squeezed me, and I was, like I said, I was, what, 160, one, you know, 170? Wow. The lady squeezed me and took all the wind out of me that day that <laughs> wow. I handed her the keys, and it's like, wow, this, this is truly impactful. And um, today, I mean, we're up to 159, you know, 15 markets, wow. nine states, so wow. trying to grow and expand. You know, and we did 150 homes in 20 years, so I challenged uh, board members and, and donors and stuff, saying, hey, we want to do 150 and 10. All right, so that's doing like 15 homes a year just moving forward. And, you know, to experience what I experienced, I mean, my mom was a police officer, just thinking back, growing up. I mean, God broke in our house. People broke in the house and the police cars on the outside. I mean, that's how rough it was, right? So it, it didn't really matter, but I knew her dream, and I knew how hard she worked, right? I knew the commitment and the sacrifice that she made. We try to help people that are helping themselves, because I don't believe in handouts, right. right? I believe in if you're working hard, it is my obligation, mm -hmm. right? It, it's, it's my duty to continue helping you push you down the road. I just love helping people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
when, when I lost my mom, the city of Baton Rouge started a fund for us. That community truly taught me what it meant to care about your neighbor, you know, to love one another. I know Derek talked about his grandmother. I mean, my grandmother, I ate dinner with people. People were actually living in the house that I had no idea who they were. She's like, I just need to do this, right? Mm -hmm. She has such a giving heart in every story that I hear. I mean, I haven't heard a story today from a lady that said, hey, I, I knew your mama all these years. She was a great lady. She was so awesome. I heard that today in the airport. Right? And just like, wow. she was an amazing woman. I mean, just to hear how thoughtful she was, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. And a lot of people don't know this, but the guy who was convicted of killing my mom, my mom actually caught him years before that, right, and let him go. It's like he was shoplifting and just, you know, let him go. It's like, listen, stop this nonsense, you know, move on. And that story surfaced that, you know, the guy who actually, you know, was convicted of killing, you know, murdering my mom, mm -hmm. she actually let him go years before. So it just, just tells you how great her heart was, that it, it's not about punishing individuals, it's about, you know, trying to help people that, that needed help, so. Wow. Yeah. You know, as we close out this podcast, I think about a word that keeps coming to my mind, it's kairos. Kairos is a word that says you have time. In other words, we all have 24 hours. The succession of time is chronos. But kairos is when there's a, a task that has to be done within a certain amount of time. It's a moment. And as I've listened to every story, there's a proverb that says, being a person of faith, that says, the poor and the rich meet together. God is the maker of them both. The context of it is the opportunities that you get. You talked about being a dad, right? We have a, what, kairos amount of time. And then that window is, is up, right? I hear your mother's legacy living on, right? right? Her mentorship right. Now, now gone in terms of passing. Now she's transitioned. And hearing her, her voice still is heard through every house. When someone squeezed the 160 pound, right? Yeah, I was, Little guy, right? Yeah, I was frail. Yeah. I was frail. <laughs> I was frail. And, yeah. and then you sharing what, what's happening in the community. This is what we do with this podcast, man. This is, it goes from, it starts off, oh, okay, we legends. But when it, when it all boils down, it really appeal an onion back. And you find out all of us need it very similar things. What I, I would say is that, you know, a lot of times I think guys think that they can do it alone, uh, that they don't need assistance, right? And I know with the whole social justice issues or standing and ill and so forth, it's like if we come together, you know, we can do so much more by banding together, right? right? And coming together to support each other in their causes. And mm. I just feel like, yeah, guys kneeling, they have a right to do that. Mm -hmm. I understood the issues. But now, what are the actions that's going to follow that? Right? Correct. I think a lot of times we do a lot of talking and we don't have the follow through. You know, I think it's important that, you know, we continue to have the the right direction, but you know, you live. Everyone has experiences and and we all have different experiences in our lives. We live from and learn from those experiences and how those experiences impact us just moving forward. And putting the right plan together, so. And just as you said, it, we're going to do it together. You have to. 
Right. It's no, every story that's been told here has, all has to do with a collective group of people. And I think it's implied by God that we all do it together because every time just about, particularly here in Florida, the sun comes up, right? You look up the word S-U-N, it means together. We're better together. And these stories are now going to help our legends. That's right, legends. Get going. Get going. Learn from these. We don't, we're, we're not pointing down. We're all together. We've all been in the locker room. Now get up, use your influence, and cause change. Be someone's mentor, and even as you're older, allow someone to mentor you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, LaDainian. Thank you, Warwick. And thank you, Derek Brooks. And we're out. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends at nfl.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.